listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Great to be here on a Tuesday where the Rams stumble once again, this time on Monday Night Football. Big Ben's status for this weekend is in doubt, and we prepare for the next batch of college football playoff rankings. What is the Vegas lead today, RJ? Well, let's look at Vegas lead as Monday Night Football, but specifically, how good are the 49ers? What are their prospects? And also, what are the Rams' prospects? When you lose two in a row and you're getting a lot of hype, it's time to discuss. 49ers get the win at home 31 to 10. They move to 4 and 5. The Rams drop to 7 and 3. So, I test wise, what was your main takeaway from the game? That the Rams offense was dreadful. They never got into a rhythm. The 49ers, I, I it's hard for me to say exactly what they did defensively to make it tough on the Rams, but Matt Stafford was just out of rhythm all game. You know what I find interesting is Cousin Kyle, that's Mackenzie Rivers, first cousin Kyle Shanahan. You know, when I asked Mackenzie before the show, what do you think the lead is? He usually goes like this, and tell me if this is true. Um, and then he yes. starts talking. Does that sound right? There's, const- there's consternation. But no, well, does that, I'm not does, sure. That's not an exaggeration, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Today, he sounded like the most articulate man on earth. He goes, 49ers win, they cover. And, I mean, did you see how there was no mumbling and no stutters? (laughs) He was all over it today. Oh, my gosh. He knew it. He knew it. So, let's go to him. Is What was your biggest takeaway? Very similar to AJ. I thought it was about the rhythm that the 49ers were able to establish and the one that Rams were not. And there's an argument about time of possession. I know a lot of analytics guys said it doesn't matter in the long run. But when you have the ball 40 minutes – seems no coincidence that you, your quarterback and your offense was in rhythm and the Rams were not. Well, I don't think anyone believes that uh, if you have a disproportionate by an extreme amount of time playing defense, you know, friend of the show, Mike Lombardi makes the point, the best defense is one that doesn't play very much. And I think that you can debate, hey, this uh, – 28 minutes versus 32 really matter, and I think it does. But boy, if it's 40, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just doing some simple math here. That means the defense is playing double as much for the other team. I've got the calculator, and that is correct. So I can't imagine if you're doing a double shift, you're not a little more tired at the end. 
Well, and obviously the the pick six, it could have been even more of a time of possession thing because those pick sixes, those are quick scores for the 49ers where the Rams defense didn't even have to get on the field. So 40 minutes may be almost a little bit deceiving that they controlled the ball even more so. So 34% chance for the 49ers to make the playoffs. So about one in three. With the with that seventh seed being so right now it's Carolina right five and uh, five and five if I'm not mistaken, um, it feels like the 49ers should have a better. I mean, this is not giving them a ton of respect. And I guess the question is, how close are the 49ers to being the team we thought they were entering the year? We always talk about priors, right? At this point in the year, entering week 11. Do we? How much do we count what we thought coming in? Because if we didn't, Kansas City is not even close to the fourth or fifth best team that the Super Bowl odds have them. The only way you can make the case Kansas City's that good is if you say, coming in the year, we thought they were the best. Now we've seen this year, and it's been disappointing, but we still got 20, 30% of our number, our power rating is going to be based upon the preseason expectations. Then you can make the case of Kansas City being fourth or fifth or sixth. San Fran was the favorite to win the NFC West, the favorite over the Rams, over Seattle, over Arizona. And now a slow start, a lot of excuses about injuries, which seem to be the case every year with this team. How much do we, AJ, believe, how much do you believe and that the 49ers, their truth is that they're the best team in the West. I, I would say about 10%, I believe they're the best team in the West. I, I think the truth is they are not better than – I think the Cardinals, certainly, the Cardinals dominated. It's hard to say they're not better than the Rams because they just handled them, but the Rams have been the, the better team this year. So you think the 49ers are better than the Rams? No, I don't think the 49ers. What would your line be if this game were played next week? No, I, I would. I would take the. Ra- I would think the Rams on an, on in San Francisco would. Pr- it probably would be three. Okay, so you don't think that the Rams are inferior if they're laying points on the road? No, I do not think the Rams are inferior. That's what I'm saying. I, I, it's hard for me to say the Rams aren't better still, despite the result of this. So I, I still think the 49ers are the third best team in the NFC West, where they sit in the standings. And I do think that's an important point. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas, which is how much of this win is the 49ers' scheme advantage seemingly against the Rams. So McKenzie coming into the game, or you can roll in last night, however you want to do it. The Shanahan matchup against the Rams and McVay, how's that gone? We know it's gone in favor of the 49ers. Yep, six and three straight up in ATS in their careers. Five and zero oh straight up in ATS the last five. What's interesting, it's been the defense much more than the offense. About 10 points of ATS margin in these last five matchups. 2.5 points for the offense versus expectations. Seven and a half points of that margin has been the Rams, or I'm sorry, the 49ers defense against the Rams. Okay, so my thinking is that makes some sense because McVay's running a variation of the Shanahan offense. And if anyone has insight into that, it's going to be Mike Shanahan, or I'm sorry, Kyle, cousin Kyle. Uh, and Mike, right? But um, Uncle Mike. In attendance. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. So, he didn't come to Vegas to watch the game with you? No, he said next time. We'll catch me. <laughs> he says he wants to see your apartment. 
<laughs> from a distance. <laughs> That's McKenzie having a good day today with this win. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So have we done a study? I don't think we have on how Shanahan does against other Shanahan system runners, specifically the, yeah, the defense against them. Maybe we should look to see if this extends. Right? Yeah, I would think that'd be an interesting thing to find out because clearly he's got an edge over McVay. And there's something to that. I, I But again, we saw Sean McVay have a great advantage over uh, Kingsbury lead before this year, and then this year that trend broke. So, Well, listen, I, one game doesn't – I mean, one game might break a trend in a way if it's a perfect trend, but it doesn't mean that, that it invalidates it, right? I mean, if no, the Rams would have won this game, would we say – Five and ones not does it count for the 49ers? No, we would not have. I mean, it's so, always the balance, though, right? Is how much do you look at the newest information? Because what I know is this: you know what the squares do. You know what Freddie Fanny Pack does, right? The guy that has the fanny pack down on Fremont Street, and he loves to get those deep fried Twinkies, and he walks with them <laughs> on a stick, right? That guy, he is overreacting to everything. We know that as a better. So we can't do that because then if we do, we're going to think like him. And I think in general, if you can avoid thinking like Freddie Fanny Pack or the duct tape shoe guys. I haven't talked about the duct tape shoe guys for a while. Not in a while. There's the guys that used to be sharp. They used to win money, so they bought new leather shoes. And then as the last, I don't know, 15 years have gone by and the game's changed, they haven't been able to buy new shoes, so they put duct tape on them. <laughs> I mean, it ha- I mean, you ever see in Vegas? You see that, like dudes who are like seventy, they wear a suit, but they got the suit from Goodwill. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's an old school gambling thing. I, I knew a guy back in Ohio like that. We're straight out of Vegas. His name was Skeeter. He was like eighty, and I was like you know twenty five, and he used to play five card stud in, in Dealer's Choice. <laughs> When's the last time you played five card stud, AJ? Uh, maybe when I was like seven years old. But you know what the funny thing is? If you're in a loose game, five studs a great game because once you're behind, it's almost impossible to catch up. It's hard, so it's one of those like aces or kings or your fold does so much better than hold them or, or you know. So he was a conservative player, and then whenever the seventh, the seventh or the fifth card was coming out, he'd always go hold that line. Hold that line. <laughs> you knew he was ahead. That's all you knew. You knew he was ahead. Okay. Let's so, RJ, okay, RJ. I, I wanted to ask you one more question about this game with, with the Rams. Obviously, the Rams still third favorites to win the Super Bowl. They've beat one team this year with a better than 40% chance of making the playoffs. Are we maybe crowning the Rams too quickly based on one real data point, that win against the Bucks back in week three? Because the rest of their wins have come against really kind of the, the bottom teams in the league. First off, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old. I've never heard someone use the faultless stat of people with a better than 40% chance to make the playoffs as some bellwether. What, how did you – I mean, you just reversed engineered that number so it sounded as bad as possible for the Rams, right? Well, I've just got – I've got the list of the – I've got their oh, schedule. I know, but you went down and, and I'm betting the Rams won against like someone 38%. 
the Rams, want their, their second best win is against the Colts, who are at 40% chance to make exactly. the playoffs. Exactly. So you reverse engineered it to sound horrible for the Rams. The I Colts, mean, I could have said with, with lower than 50%, but it, I mean, it's. But then it would have been, too, but, but, but they wouldn't have sounded as bad. Well, right? but the truth is, it is this bad. It you is brought 40%. it as low as possible. Okay. I did. So let's look at the wins, right? Run down the wins for me. Tampa Bay. Nice. Uh, Colts. Nice. Who were the 40%. Bears. Okay. Seahawks. Giants. Listen, listen, listen. Let's not act like the Seahawks when Russell wasn't hurt. If I, am I correct on that? Yeah, it was Russell wasn't hurt. So, because they played against the Steelers. And it was the game that he got hurt. It, well, yeah, they were the ones who hurt him. Okay, and how and how far into the game was that? It was the beginning of the third quarter. Okay. Game. All right. All right. How much they win by? Nine. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Giants. Uh huh. Lions. Texans. Oh. Okay. And the losses? Tennessee. Tennessee, San Francisco, and Arizona. Well, you can't complain about any of those losses. I mean, in a weird way. They've, you know, it seems like they've kind of gone three and three against the good teams, right? Their three wins and their three, you know, against the team, you know, counting Seattle. I don't know who who has a. I mean, other than Tennessee, who has a bunch of wins against elite teams? This is such a year of parody. Yeah, I mean, good point. We talked about it uh, yesterday. I mean. There's, the weird thing is maybe Kansas City has the best streak, even though they've been horrible in a way, because at least they haven't lost the last two games, right? I mean, Tennessee is the only other team. And again, I really think we should be looking at Tennessee for the AFC. I really do, because I think they get that number one seed, and I think they are in a prime position to do that. Huh. I and mean, if they get Der- if they get Derrick Henry back late in the year, which is a, a real possibility, then they've got the number one seed and they're they're getting their their bell cow back. And as much as everyone's saying, oh, the offense hasn't played well in these two wins, if you actually look at Tannehill's EPA, it's it's pretty darn good. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Georgia, not going anywhere. Ohio State, the Buckeyes, one of the best teams in the country, <laughs> year in and year out. I happen to be an alum, number two, or in that, you know, at least right now, they're the second favorite to make the playoffs, but they're four right now. Alabama ahead of them, Oregon ahead of them. Let's start with the following Alabama to get into the playoffs is minus 130. They're favored. 130 wins you 100. Now consider something. This is a mind blower. You might want to pull over. (laughs) Alabama is, right now you can bet it, is a three-point underdog against Georgia. 
in the SEC championship game. Yes. You can bet it right now. All right, so if you're a plus three dog, it means you're an underdog. So plus money in order to uh, for Alabama to win. So if they win, they're in. But you could bet them minus 130 to be in. Or you can bet them, and remember, they got other games to go they could lose, right? Or you can bet them to beat Georgia and get, what's their plus payout there? Plus 140. Plus 140. So you can play plus 140 in one game or minus 130 for multiple games, including that one game. Here's where it blows your mind. What these odds are telling us, shockingly, is that Alabama could get in with two losses, that they can lose to Georgia and get in. Because otherwise, how in the heck are they minus 130 in this market to make the playoffs and plus you know 140 in the game that they have to win to get in? At least that was the assumption. AJ, do you see any other reason these odds would be it's- the way they are? The only realistic expectation is they believe Alabama can get in even with a loss. That I'm offended by that, even people thinking it. <laughs> I mean, how could that be? If they let Alabama in after losing two games, and, and the assumption would be it would be the championship game, right? Yeah, well, and they listen, they've got Arkansas, who's ranked in the top 25 this week, and then they've got their biggest rivalry game at Auburn uh, the week after that, the Iron Bowl. How are they? Can we bet that no one they're making the playoffs? Yes, plus one fifteen. Oh my gosh! All right, best bet. I'm having an epiphany. Best bet time here. <laughs> All right, best bet, best bet. R.J. Bell. This is a bonus. We're still going to give you AJ's best bet. Alabama to not make the playoffs plus one fifteen. My question to you, AJ, is. I think they got to think if they beat or get beat by Auburn or Arkansas and they beat Georgia, maybe. I don't think they can lose to Georgia and get in, could they? I don't think so because then they would have to put Georgia against Alabama again and make it the same matchup. I don't think they would want to do that. All right, so here's the question. Is Cincinnati's odds, that I've been an advocate for, they were in the plus 450 range to make it. Now they're plus 250. Mm-hmm. How you feeling, AJ? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm feeling okay. I still think they they would really like to see Cincinnati not make it, and I I still think Cincinnati has a loss ahead on their schedule. All right, but assume Cincinnati wins out. What's the odds of them winning it? Oh, I'm sorry, getting into the playoffs. I, I would say it's it's almost it's almost a coin flip at that point if they win. All right. Out. So what's the scenario they don't get in? There's a Big Ten uh, team. Georgia's in. That's two. Go ahead. A Big 12 team is really kind of the only thing that's a possibility. And you think a there's a 50% lo- a chance? That what, what, and what Big 12 team would it be? Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are the two one-loss Big 12 teams. I, haven't, haven't you given up the Oklahoma? <laughs> You're asking me what's, what's, what's right and what's going to go through the committee's head. Well, listen, you got a bet right now. If Cincinnati wins out, who is higher ranked, Cincinnati with zero losses or Oklahoma with one? How are you feeling on that bet? I feel terrible about it, to be honest. Excellent. <laughs> Best bet time, AJ. All right, let's go with Nebraska, plus nine and a half at Wisconsin. Nebraska's been really bad at winning football games this year. They've been really good at keeping them close. They've got seven losses by an average of five and a half points per game. They haven't lost a game by double digits all season. That includes games against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. Wisconsin's won six straight. Their offense is getting better. It's still not very good. Nebraska limits big plays, and with a total of 41.5, getting almost double digits here is too good to pass up on. Nebraska, plus 9.5, my best bet, at Wisconsin. Real quick, how much is Frost and him staying playing into this? Almost none. I don't think he's a very good coach. I think the reason he's staying is because they don't want to pay him. They don't want to pay him to leave.